Support for To The Point comes from Bausch & Lomb. Beautiful and healthy looking eyes? It shouldn't be a compromise. Lumify Eye Illuminations, developed by the experts at Bausch & Lomb exclusively for the sensitive eye area. To cleanse, nourish, and brighten. Lumify Eye Illuminations, only in the eye care aisle. Support for this podcast is provided by Allergan, an AbbVie company. We've been creating innovative products and services for our providers and our patients for over 70 years. Ocular surface disease. It's complex, chronic, and progressive, but rife with opportunity for the enterprising optometrist. The mission of this podcast is to make this condition more understandable and accessible to those interested and specializing in it. So let's get to the point. Welcome to another episode of the To The Point Podcast. This podcast is all about dry eye and talking to very cool people. And we have a very cool person to talk to today. Please welcome to the podcast, Dr. Janelle Davison. Dr. Davison is the owner of Brilliant Eyes Vision Center. She is the founder of iViva Eyewear Online Optical, made up of her very own frame lines. She is a community activist starting a nonprofit with her sister, Dr. Joya, called Score Inc. It's a nonprofit with a focus on guiding young women on their STEM and healthcare professional journeys. Within her private practice, she has established a dry eye spa, which we will definitely be talking about today. And because Janelle felt she wasn't busy enough, she started an online course teaching other colleagues on how to incorporate dry eye into their practice. We are so happy to have you here today. And before we start talking about dry eye, can I just say that you have 459 five star Google reviews. Can we please discuss this and how <laughs> that happens? Yes, please. I'm going for 500. My goal is 500 before the end of the year. And so um, we actually- Oh, you're going to get it. There's one other person that in, it's not even in my county. It's a different county that has more than me. And so I like to compete. So I'm like, you know what? He doesn't even know I'm competing with him. I'm like, he has those reviews. I'm going forward. So- but we actively started really focusing on reviews about been a while now, maybe five years ago. And so we have a pretty robust system in place that we actively ask for reviews. Um, you know, nowadays everybody likes to review and they like to kind of check reviews before they come into a practice and it's really helped build our office with those reviews. Do you just like, do you personally ask for these reviews or do you have a, something that comes after at the end of every you know appointment? So it's a combination of both. I always ask patients, you know, how do they find out about us to kind of get an idea of where new patients are finding us. And especially if they say they Googled, then I say, yeah, if you enjoyed your experience, please, you know, leave a review so other patients can determine if it's the place they would like to visit. And then also right after the patient leaves, within an hour or two, we, they are sent a text message asking them to review their experience with our office. And so we have somebody manually send those out. And then we partner with Patient Pop at the beginning of the year. So they send out reviews as well. And those go directly onto my website. And then they help to disperse those out to like other platforms that are not just Google. So they say it's important for you to be balanced. But we, we really focus on the Google reviews because most of our new patients, especially um, millennial patients, they like to look at reviews and see how you're, how you're doing before they come in. Yeah, I would say, you know, first of all, that is amazing. I'd like to know the timeline that got to 500. I was happy with my 28 in six months. 
<laughs> makes me feel very inadequate and I'm going to go back to the drawing board on, I just saw this patient pop. Tell me a little bit about that because I think they just reached out to me and I was not sure what they were all about. Yeah. And so patient pop, they help you build your website and they focus on um, basically SEO and Google positioning. They have this special platform with Google that the longer you on them, they're like a verified Google Google website hosting platform, but they do so much more. They offer telehealth, which I don't use through them because I already have my own telehealth platform I'm fine with. They offer scheduling. Um, they offer reputation management. They offer blogging. They have like pretty much everything that you need in that one suite working with them. Um, and I just like the way that their websites look. They're very modern, um, not very cluttered. And I switched over from a different website that I had for like 10 years. So like when I moved, I did the whole revamp. I changed my website, everything. And it's just very clean, very modern. And patients actually compliment us on our website. So it's very inviting. And I like how they block your services. So kind of like how the websites kind of look now, more than modern um, website hosting platforms. They're pretty good. They have a back end uh, where you can go in and see the reviews that they're sending out that go on the website. So the reviews that are my website, they're kind of scroll across. Those are live reviews as well. And those come directly for patient pop via email. We send our review requests via text message because we communicate a lot in our office virtually through text messaging. Um, we don't do a lot of emailing to our patients and we don't do a lot of phone calling. Patients love the text. And so they enjoy that part. And so, so far I've had a good experience. It hasn't been a full, well, actually, my God, it'll be a year. I've been in my place a year come this weekend. Yeah, and so, yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. It went so fast. So August 1st is when we moved to last year. And so, and that's when we switched over to patient prop. Um, and so far I've been pleased with it. And if you need anything changed, you can go, there's like a online help form and you're like, I need to add this form. I need to add this video. And usually within a couple of hours, they're updating your website on the fly. I want to add this service. And so I just added a toggle serum. So now there's a little service block on my website that talks about a toggle serum and the benefits then. And so it's really good when patients are searching. So I've been happy aesthetically with them. Um, customer service wise, they're very swift. And then they offer other, you know, SEO, depending on how deep you want to go, they have all of that. It's pricey, um, but I definitely think it's been worth the investment this year. They should like um, be paying you for this. It's like free. Amazon. I know. <laughs> and now you will be <laughs> I like to share knowledge, you know, so I don't have to get paid all the time, but if it's good, it's good. You know, websites are tough and websites are important. You believe it or not, patients really look at it. And the, the more they feel welcomed by the website and the more they feel like they know you and your practice and kind of what to expect, um, the more likely they'll come in and more relaxed they'll be and more receptive to your recommendations and to purchase, which is important. So true. Okay. So that totally was a sidestep from what I <laughs> actually wanted to talk to you about, which is like, I would like to hear you talk about your dry eye spa. So I, you're probably one of the first people that I really heard talk about incorporating a dry eye spa in your practice. And I'm, I would, I'd love to hear like how you made the switch from like just doing your primary care that you were doing into building this dry eye spot and what that actually entails for the patient. Yeah, so you're right. I started um, back in 2018 and it stem, I was doing dry eye before that, you know, you know, in dry eye, I will say, and has evolved so much the last four to five years with our diagnostic ability, 
our treatment ability and just the way we're able to take care of our patients overall. But I started really back in 2016, 2017, focusing on dry eye. Josh Johnston is here in Atlanta. And, you know, I was told by a lot of individuals, you know, introduce yourself to him. He's really doing a lot with the practice that he's at for dry eye. So I really focused on it, really got custom to the billing, kind of setting a protocol. And it was really by a patient encounter that made me have the light bulb for, you know, I can have an eye spa that goes a little bit deeper than just dry eye treatments and then also offer my dry eye treatments in a spa-like setting. I started to get a lot of complications from lash enhancements, a lot of complications from lash enhancements. And then I'll have patients come in and I'm treating for dry eye and they were very concerned about, you know, are they going to be able to wear mascara, makeup, you know, would they ever be able to get lash extensions and things like that? And so a patient said, you know, you know, doc, why don't you offer those things here? Because patients will ask me questions and they will say, where can I go? And they say, you should offer them here. I'll actually feel more confident coming here, even if you had an esthetician here that you vetted the person and I would feel more comfortable coming here. Plus it'd be a one-stop shop. Mm -hmm. And so I kind of went back to my office and I'm like, that would be cool, but I don't have space for that. In my old location, I had like a huge office, which was a complete waste of space that I was hardly ever in. And I just sat there and I looked around. I'm like, "Uh, duh, here's your spot right here. And so (laughs) I went to my my husband. I was like, I want to change my office into a spa. And he's just like, what? And I'm like, I'm going to do spa services. I'm going to have an esthetician come in. I'm going to do all my dry eye, advanced treatments in this room. And we need to transform this into a spa. And surprisingly, he went along with it. So, you know, I gutted my room, took all of my office stuff out, you know, outfitted the room with the spa chair. And like less than six months, I transferred my office into a spa and I had like a grand opening. And then I partnered with the estheticianist from there. And so when I moved, I actually downsized because the real estate was actually a little bit more expensive. The area that we're in is a lot more swanky, um, definitely receptive to aesthetic services, uh, boutique style eye care. Um, I was in very residential before, you know, in a Kroger shopper plaza, which was great for the 10 years. But I was there for a decade and I just really wanted something different going in for another decade and beyond. And so this shop opened up, it's a mixed use. So there's like condos and fancy restaurants. I mean, it's just a total different vibe than what I was the last 10 years. And I wanted my spa to be the forefront, not necessarily the afterthought. And so now my spa is not in the back where my office was, you know, my office was in the way back of the optical. Now it's in the front. So when you come in, it's, it's right up front, right in the waiting area. Um, it's outfitted for me to do, you know, more treatments. Like I implemented IPL, MIBO. We do a lot of lip, um, blepharo microsfoliation in there. I have an esthetician that comes in and I'm in the process of getting ready to revamp it again. So 2018 to 2021, um, I want to focus more on the aesthetic services that are going to be complementary to my dry treatments. And so we're going to bring in an esthetician that's going to be able to do hydrofacials, oxygen facials, um, more control lash extensions. Honestly, a lot of people still don't get them. We have patients that get them, the ones that come in and haven't had any issues. I like the fact that if they come in, they're screened first. I've had patients have to come to me and get treated for blepharitis and things before they even got lashes put on them. So they, you know, the estheticians know how to look for those things. And so I'm always kind of looking to always just be, you know, kind of one step ahead and just continue to offer a unique experience for patients, bringing in a lot of I see the word not opto cosmetics. And so um, different, you know, girl power industry leaders that I'm partnering with, um, like 2020 Beauty. I'm going to be interviewing Dr. Campo on my live stream. 
um, this weekend, but bringing in some products that we can sell, even offering some doctor-approved magnetic lashes, just really keeping up in the ante far as what the expectation is from a patient of going to the eye doctor. I really want to get away from, you know, oh, I have to go to the eye doctor versus, oh, I can't wait to go see Dr. Davidson this year. What, what is she going to have in the office? What is she going to be offering? What's new for my dry eye? You know, what does she have for aesthetics? You know, I, I kind of want to be that provider. Well, I think that's, you know, where most people are going and way to be at the forefront of leading that. I think that's awesome and super exciting. I'm so excited that, you know, this has been a very successful year for you and congratulations on the one year anniversary. Um, but what I was going to say too, it's interesting as we learn a lot about like MGD and how all of these dermatological procedures like hydrofacials or oxygen facials, actually probably, you know, cleaning the entire face is where we're headed versus just staying localized to the eye. So I do love what you're doing with that. Are you thinking about, do you have a, a line in mind that you're using? I've, I've seen like Gine the Gineo facial. I don't know if you've, it's part of the Luminous portfolio, I guess, if you will. It's kind of like a oxygen facial. Like you said, it has like lymphatic drainage. I've seen that, but I didn't know, you know, if you had a go-to in mind. Yeah, so I'm working with an esthetician right now. She's a licensed esthetician. She has a couple of her own spas and she's working with me to kind of outline all of that. So I'm in our really in the phases of that right now. Um trying to look at machinery. My goal is to have the equipment that I own and then mm -hmm. I could just have the esthetician come in and we kind of set up a profit sharing. So that way, you know, just like any other staff member, you know, that's another staff that you have to worry about, you know, are they gonna come? Are they going to stay? If they leave, I always have the equipment. Um, but that's what I'm working on now, like literally as of this month. And we and her and I have been discussing and trying to figure out a uh, a feasible way to structure it. So that's enticing for the esthetician as well. But at the same time, additional practice revenue for myself as well. So I should know within a couple of weeks exactly what, you know, what facials we're going to offer. And, but um, we hadn't looked at the luminous one, but definitely we're considering a hydrofacial and oxygen facial um, and uh, moving away from just kind of the basic facial. So that way, if I I'm doing an IPL treatment. I can say, hey, I want you to follow up with the esthetician as well. Um, so that way we can have more of a positive aesthetic outcome that you're looking for, in addition to managing your MGD and the inflammation around your eyes. Because I have a lot of patients, you know, first thing you pull up those big keratograph five images and you're trying to focus on their MGD and they're like, oh my God, look at the dark circles under my eyes. Oh my God, look at these wrinkles. And I'm like, focus, focus, you know? And so, you know, they definitely want to be able to do with those things in tandem. And they're speaking of their pores and all those things because everything's so magnified. Um, and so I, I think it'd be a good coupling, bundling service that I can offer um, to my patients as well. And so we're, I'm still in the infancy stages trying to figure out a spa membership. Okay. Um, to incorporate as well and so yeah, well, we yeah have, it's, we have, i actually yeah. started this month we, we did a um a to the point with um dr carly rose and she has some yes subscription models so i think you're definitely on the right path there Do, this is one thing i was wondering you know even as i kind of am growing up this uh, medical focus which still does have a lot of dry eye services as part of it you know where i am currently um my thing is that aesthetics kind of bring you the decision maker of healthcare, right? So if you can get the female person that's 35, 
to 55 in the door, maybe for a cosmetic procedure or, you know, a facial or eyelash extensions that usually they're going to see what you have to offer, start rethinking their eye care and then transition to patients and then their family. Have you seen that as a, as a person that came just for your spa, then translate into patients? Yes, we've had patients come because they come in and my esthetician right now, she kind of comes after hours. So she has her own key and code comes in. And so next thing you know, they're looking, they're like, oh, Dior glasses. Oh, she does this. You know, a matter of fact, I need an eye exam. And so they schedule appointments. And then the same thing when patients come in for dry eye treatments, they come in and they see you offer all these other things as well. And then, you know, I don't never solicit, but there's sometimes they end up becoming regular patients because they like the frames that you have to offer, you know, one thing I really wanted to focus on, you know, a spa is, you know, very boutique-y. And so I really changed the face of the frame lines that I offer. Like aesthetically, my practice is like night and day, um, even frame lines. And like you said, at 35 to 55 is completely my demographic. <laughs> my men, you're welcome. A 35 to 55 year old woman, that's the decision maker. If she's happy in any aspect of the practice, that's the husband, that's the kids, that's her parents or her in-laws. Her friends, like literally. The poor sandwich. So, they're, called. they're called the sandwich generation. <laughs> you got to take care of the kids. Yeah, and you gotta take care of everybody. It's a stressful time. And all their co-workers. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I'm in that time, you know. I'm, I'm and in we feel good. <laughs> so I think it's the perfect, we want to look and feel good while we're taking care of everybody. Yes, so everybody. I think it's a win-win. <laughs> Exactly. And there's a win for me because I go in, I'm like, oh, I need a facial. You know, I'll go in and schedule a facial for myself. And so um, it, it's definitely, you know, everybody is doing a lot and, and they're focusing on self-care. So I try to get in and say, well, I care is self-care. And so, you know, that's a good industry for us to tap into. One-stop shop, patients feel good. And then, you know, if you own a business, you've always got to be looking for ways to generate revenue. Um, you never know, like, who would have thought we'd have been in COVID and still in COVID in 2021 and probably 2022. So if you're not innovative and always kind of thinking ahead, you know, some practices didn't come out of the shutdowns, you know, or, they, or they're struggling, you know. And so you've always got to be thinking ahead and looking at other industries and figure out how you can collaborate and, you know, they're billion dollar industries. How can I just get a piece of that, you know, um, and to help, you know, set yourself apart. How much of your practice now do you feel like is just regular primary care versus dry eye? Support for To The Point comes from Bausch & Lomb. Beautiful and healthy looking eyes? It shouldn't be a compromise. Lumify Eye Illuminations, developed by the experts at Bausch & Lomb exclusively for the sensitive eye area. To cleanse, nourish, and brighten. Lumify Eye Illuminations, only in the eye care aisle. I would say I'm still at about 20%. I still do a lot of primary care. I do keratoconus lenses, scleral lenses. I do glaucoma, um, uh, myopia management. I've implemented that as well. So we have about um, about seven kids in our Brilliant Futures program. I just got certified with Paragon and IC lenses. So I still do a lot. Um, I don't, you know, 30% is my goal. 30% is my goal because they're is a lot of cash and carry with those services. So 30% is my goal. And then kind of toggle right behind that with scleral lenses and myopia management. So my primary care, honestly, that is just like routine exams, which you need, you know, you need routine exams because you're going to screen patients. Um, but, you know, my glaucoma and my diabetic retinopathy is not as much because my target 35 to 55 in a certain demographic, you know, they're going to be 
a little healthier and not a lot of those issues, but they do bring their parents. And so that's a plus as well. So I manage those things and I, I have a really good um, a team of um, ophthalmologists that I work with. And so I'm really conscious of my chair time and I'm at the point of my career 15 years in. I'm okay with saying, you know what? I don't love diabetic retinopathy like that. You know, it's great. I'm going to refer you to my 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 awesome retina guy. You know, I have all the stuff, but it's just like, you know, I'm, I'm okay with sending them to my retina guy or a colleague that that's their thing, you know? Um, I have a colleague near me that loves AMD, has all the stuff and it's like, hey, I'll screen, I'll see the OCT. Hey, you know what? This is his thing and let's see. And he'll refer dry to me and I have a pediatric colleague that she's like, uh, dry is not my thing. She, I send all my B, B, um, binocular evals and BT to her and she sends all her dry to me. So it works out great. <laughs> yeah, that's good. Um, you just saying that you're going to be, you screen everyone. What do you, what, I'm curious what you do for your screening, even your primary care people, because there's a lot of people to be captured, you know, that are just in your primary care, you know, network there. So what do you generally do for a screening for them? So two things. And so we have the, the Oculus Keratograph 5. And so we offer all of our screening options in bundles. And so in the paperwork, the patient has the option to opt in to retina screenings, um, as well as dry eye screenings and a lid screening. So that's number one. And so patients will come in right off the bat electing to opt into one of our bundles. And so they pay additional out-of-pocket for a screening bundle. So we're able to screen dry that way. In addition to that, we screen everybody with the OSDI. So we have um, the OSDI on an iPad in our pretest area. So everybody 16 and up does the OSDI screening. So whether they opted to do the bundle or not, we're still going to at least screen them on the OSDI. Um, and when they pick the bundle, we do the OSDI. We do um, my biography, um, tear meniscus height. And we check for blepharitis by taking an external photo. And so you have that quick little three test that you're able to look at to go over with the patient. And then from there, it lets me know if I want to bring them back for a full dry evaluation. And so once I bring them back for the full dry evaluation, that's when I do the, the full crystal tear report, come up with the treatment plan for them. And then we go from there to decide what our treatment options are going to be for them. We have some patients that go completely holistic where we're able to treat them and not have to use prescribed medications. Mm -hmm. We have patients who do prescribed medications only, patients who have biologic treatment where there's membranes or biologic drops. And so we try to really customize our treatments based on um, each individual patient. But the screening process is kind of a quick overview to decide if we need to bring you back for more extensive testing, which is our full dry eval, or if I have some patients where things look pretty simple, OSDI is not too high, they're kind of entry level and they're walking out with one of our dry kits from Optase. So we use like Optase dry kit. So it works out really good um, and it helps too with retina screenings. Um, so we bundle, we believe in bundling pretty much all of our options in the office and help the patient allow the opt-in. Patients like autonomy and feel like they're involved in their healthcare. And then there's some patients that will opt out of everything, but then at the same time in the room, I'm like, you know what, seriously, <laughs> we, you have a lot of clogged lands here, you know, this is what we need to do, this is what we offer, and then we're still able to catch, capture patients that way as well. But the bundles work really great in our office for our screening options for patients. Yeah, I, I like that a lot. And so a couple of things that you said that I want to just deconstruct a little bit. So crystal tear report. I just started using in January with the KM5 from Oculus. Mm -hmm. It is amazing. Amazing. Uh, 
Yes. And so I wanted to, so I have kind of customized another one that I call like abbreviated dry eye um, that I'll do. And I don't use, I, I don't go through every step that, that mm -hmm. has, like, I don't do the fluorescein and the lysamine photos. Do you do it all? Like the way that it's customized, you know, as so I, have a, I have a couple options I can do too, which I like. So I have the, the full report that's going to do everything. And I say, that's the whole kit and caboodle, especially if the patient's referred to me, they're going to get the full report. And then I've actually put a screening option on there. And that's the one that they do if the patient picks the screening bundle. So it's just three things. So we check for the lids for blepharitis. Um, we check the tear meniscus height and we just do upper myography. So I can usually get a general sense of what's going on with just those three. Then I have a post-treatment screening. So after I finish, you know, a series of treatments, let's say after I finish a series of IPL, I want to go back now and do some post-tests. So I don't know, redo the whole evaluation. There's certain key tests that you want to repeat to be able to quickly compare them, which I love, to what you did four months ago. And I automatically pull it up and say, okay, you did this in January. You just ran this test in May. Let's pull them up and compare. Um, so those are the three that I have now. And then I like how you can do certain tests on the fly. So even if you're not in the crystal tear report, you can go, if you just want to do a topography or just do... Um, fluorescein staining, you can do those all separately. But I do have three specific ones, a full report, a screening, and then a post-treatment evaluation. Um, so that way my techs know to go in and what to do. So after treatment, they know a 30-day post-op treatment eval uh, scans, screening scan, and then the full you know, dry eye evaluation, which is going to be pretty much all those tests. And I know, Jackie, I'm not sure that you have that in your clinic or not, but I think you've seen it. It's like actually one of the most easy, so tech friendly. The machine is telling them what to do every step of the way. Like it'll even say like, tell the patient to blink two times. And, and then you like, they walk right through it with them. I, I mean, it's a really slick piece of equipment. I'm really excited. And I think actually um, that I need to figure out my post-treatment protocol. So I'm, I appreciate yeah. that. And then the other thing that you said is the dry eye kit. So I think that we're always kind of searching for that bundle. And I know some practices have created their own. Um, so just talk a little bit about what Optase has, you know, and what you like about that, because I think that's also a unique thing that you're offering. Yeah, I tried to create my own and, you know, we have so much going on. It's like, quit reinventing the wheel. And so when Optase came along, I love their products. And so I use their um, preservative free drops a lot and have some of their lid cleaning gel. And so when Brent, who was my rep, came by and said, you know, you can bundle this. It has a cute little box and you could pick what you want in the boxes. So I typically keep in the office anywhere between five to 10 kits, you know. Um, and so what happens based on what I'm seeing, especially if it's like an entry level, they may or may not have been symptomatic when they came in or they picked a screening bundle and Typically, it can easily be handled with warm compresses, a good tear, and a lid cleaning regimen. I'll prescribe the box, and I'll tell my staff, you know, I recommend the dry eye kit. Um, and also, I'll tell my staff, but I'm, actually, I, I don't verbally tell them. I have the software that I use that recommends what I want for the patient, and they can see it at checkout. Um, and so then the patient will buy it. And then I partner with Dry Eye Rescue, and I tell them, hey, you sign up for this portal, and you can reorder it. So it takes the pressure off of us, but then the patient can walk right in and have it. The things that I usually really like, I don't like a lot of inventory because it takes up space, but I like to have a, a something on hand so the patient can walk out with, and then they have the opportunity to go onto a portal and repurchase, 
or they'll sometimes drive by and be like, hey, does she have any more kits in stock and just pick it up. But I have the kits that have the tiers, preservative-free tiers, um, multi, multi-purpose, sorry, multi-dose preservative-free tiers uh, with the hyaluronic acid, the lid cleaning gel, and then the warm compress. And so it comes in a compact little box that's easy to store and the patients can just walk right out with it. It, it works really easy um, and pretty good retail price. I don't get a lot of pushback from the patients. It's not super duper cheap, but it's not expensive, but they purchase it. And I think having the Caridograph 5, the pictures are worth a thousand words. Yeah. You know, there was a time I didn't have that. I know. And they see their eyelid, which sometimes doesn't even actually look as bad as some of the other eyelids you've seen in the day. Yes. And they're like, oh my gosh. <laughs> Where do I get it? Do yeah. I do it now? Your eyelids so magnified. I know it's kind of horrifying. Um, well, that's awesome. And it's actually really hard to inventory all of the products that are out there for dry eye, I'm finding, um, because you have to constantly track it and then you might run low on something and you didn't realize it, then you have to order it. I mean, it, yeah. it's nice to actually have that portal that you were talking about. And I've seen that too, dry eye rescue. Is that what you said? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, definitely. The portal, I try to work with companies that offer portals because yes, if I'm sold out, which like you said, it, I, honestly, I cannot keep the optation drops in. And I, inventorying is one thing, you know, theft management, and then it could get costly. You can get really costly. But um, like today, I wanted to recommend a tier and it was like, they're like, we're sold out. And I'm like, really? Nobody told me. Okay. And so, <laughs> and so I have these cards with Dry Rescue that offer a discount. So I say, well, you go on this portal, you can sign up and it's like a marketplace for all dry eye stuff. It's a hub. You can get everything there. Um, and then you get a discount if you put in my code. And so the patients are like, oh, okay. And so they'll go online and purchase it. So I definitely like to work with companies that have that as an option. So you don't feel obligated to inventory because it does get very difficult to manage, especially if you're the main one doing it. And then it helps if you happen to be sold out of something that the patient can go on there, especially if you know it's not easily accessible at every um, drugstore, you know? Yeah. I do the same. It's funny. I just was, I'm just signing up for dry eye rescue now. Cause I totally love the idea for me. I feel like it helps. I have some inventory too. I'm the same. I don't have a ton of space for it, but I do like to have something in case a patient wants to get it there. But I always am nervous. I'm feeling too salesy. If I'm like, you should buy this and that, and this and that. So then I'm like, we have it here, but you can also get it at this place, which feels to me just like they have an option if they mm-hmm. like- not totally bought into whatever I'm trying to, you know, like, I don't know. I, so, but it's funny that you use the same portal. Yeah. The salesy thing. I, you know, I used to be that way before I got an IPO and you, you'll be surprised. Honestly, what patients want you to have, you know, they look at you like a deer in headlights, but usually they're like, if you have it and it's like a, a smooth transition from you to the whoever's going to check them out. A lot of times they purchase and they don't really think that you're selling them. Um, it's a fine line, but if it's really directed towards a solution that they know that they have, you've discussed it. And I usually tell them like, yeah, you know, if you get it here and I always kind of price it a little less than, I'm like, you buy it over the counter, but I can tell you it's going to be about three, $4 cheaper here. Then you walk out with it now. And so I've gotten more comfortable in that area because other doctors are super comfortable there. Like if I go to the dermatologist, I'm walking out like, hold up wait a minute, <laughs> pay this. It, it almost got me for $200 here, you know? And so they have no problem with recommending things. And so I'm getting better at that. And I think, especially as we want to move into this dry eye and aesthetic space, we've all got to get better because um, otherwise that stuff will sit on the shelf or staff will start using it yeah, and right. then it'll be expired. <laughs> so it's like, 
we gotta get this out of here and patients they'll they'll purchase it you know Thanks so much, Janelle, for talking to us about your practice. This was like really um, helpful and I'm super, I feel like I could have talked to you for an hour because we didn't even touch on any of these other things that you have going on, but I appreciate you spending time with us. Totally appreciate it. And thank you for the invitation. Uh, You know, this is really cool. I like I was really laid back and um, I hope doctors got some information and something that's helpful for them in their practices. And now for the to the point wrap up. Dry eye management continues to move more and more into at-home care and even aesthetics. Using resources like Dry Eye Rescue make it easy to recommend products for your patients because it's a website that's dedicated to an all-in-one stop shopping. Aesthetics is a growing part of dry eye management. And as we continue to embrace treatments like radio frequency and IPL, it's a great opportunity to also think a little bit outside the norm and offer up a dry eye spa. You might even consider bringing in an esthetician or other products that you can retail to patients along the lines of aesthetics. Let's face it, we all wanna look and feel our best. 